Welcome to a very special episode of Capital 21. Sitting in the hot seat today, we basically have the inspiration for this series here at STGC. We have former England international football player and now Sports Tech's Global Conference Ambassador, Les Ferdinand. How are you, Les? I'm very well, thanks. Yourself? Not too bad, Les. Cheers. Uh, so, obviously, you had a fantastic playing career. You, you played for the likes of QPR, Tottenham. You had a fantastic uh, couple of seasons with Newcastle up in the northeast. And you even managed to represent your country in your playing days. Um, but throughout all that, you're known as a prolific striker in the box. What is your favourite goal from your playing career? Cool. That's uh, when, whenever, whenever someone asks me that question, I always kind of like have to have to think. Um, and it, it, there's a couple that stand out, but for kind of like different reasons. I mean, when I was at QPR, I scored. Uh, I like to call it a 30, 30 yard, or some people call it 25 yards. Um, but like when I was, uh, I, I scored a, a 30 yarder against Man United. Um, and kind of like the reason why I like the goal, not that I hit it from outside the box and it went in, it was just that me and uh, Paul Lynch, who were good mates at the time, were bantering each other on the pitch all the time. And he was saying, whenever you get the ball, I'm going to smash you. And it was him that came to tackle me, and I managed to turn him. And, um, and I smashed the ball in the back of the net, and I went to him, you might want to go and get that. Afterwards, you know what I mean? So uh, it, it, that always sticks in my mind. But one of the, the, the goals um, that it probably weren't the greatest goal I ever scored in my career, but it at the time, um, it just meant, I realised what it meant was um, when I scored my first goal for Newcastle. Um, I scored uh, on the, the first day of the season, my first game, um, first day of the, the, the Premier League season. And um, we were winning, we were playing Coventry. We were winning 2-1, I think it was at the time, and I scored the third goal. And as I scored it, the whole stadium, and when I look back at pictures of it, the whole stadium went up in raptures. And it was only then I really, really realised what the number nine scoring for Newcastle meant. You know, up until then, I'd known about the number nine and I'd heard how, how it was revered up there. But when I scored that goal, kind of realised um, what, what it actually meant. So that was a that was a poignant moment for me. And then I, I suppose scoring my first goal for Spurs. Because Spurs was a, the, the, the team I supported as a boy. And and that was the dream come true. You know what I mean? You'd always dreamed about playing for the team that you you supported as a boy and scoring. And here I was doing it for, for Spurs. So that, that, that those three goals stand out. And it's very difficult to pick which one was the best one. That's, that's awesome. And obviously Newcastle fans known for their great atmosphere up in the northeast at St. James's Park. I'm sure that was a really special moment in your career, as you say. Uh, having played on so many great teams, that Newcastle team in the 90s uh, was amazing. Like It came so close to the title, just so close to the title. Um, but yeah, yeah, but I, and also having represented your country and played for Spurs, as you say, just give me some of the great players you played for. Who do you think is the best player you, you ever teamed up with? Well, uh, again, I was, I was really fortunate to play with some, some outstanding, outstanding footballers. Um, you know, when I was at QBR, we had a, we had a, a young guy, and not not a lot of people remember him, but a guy called Roy Wegley, who who technically was arguably one of the best players I played with. You know, I remember him scoring a goal one day at uh, uh, when I was at QBR. He scored goal of the season at Leeds, and he beat about six, seven players and slotted them back in it. Technically, he was he, he was excellent, um, but. If I had to choose one domestic player that I, I felt stood out better than anybody, it would probably be David Ginola. Um, I think in his first year at, at Newcastle, uh, I always remember Keegan saying, um, I bought him and I bought you to make sure you supply crosses for him. And him and Keith Gillespie were absolutely outstanding in terms of science, supplying crosses for me. 
But just the way in which he played football and, and he was graceful, sometimes you just stood back. I mean, give the ball to David. Give, just give, keep giving the ball to David and he'll, he'll make something happen. And inevitably he did. Um, so I think domestically he was probably the best player I, I played with in, in, throughout my career. And, like, you know, I played with Peter Beersy, like Teddy Sheringham, Ian Wright, um, you know, Paul Lynch to, to name but a few. And they, they were all outstanding. Again, for me as, as a player, Ray Wilkins was brilliant for me. The late Ray Wilkins was was great. Um, but all in all, that all the players I've played with, Paul Gascoigne would have to be the best. Um, I think I, at, yeah. at one stage he had the world at his feet and um what he would what he could do with a football and how he could galvanize a team and what he could do in that team was second to none. I tell you, Les, I think that if we if we really put our heads together and went through all the list of players that you'd played with, I think you'd have a really, really good start in 11 there and probably a really good squad that would beat most teams in the Premier League these days pretty easily. <laughs> pretty handedly. A few, of course, leading the line as the number nine. Um, yeah, you know, you know what? I missed that Alan Shearer. You know, he, he's, the, you know, he's the, the Premier League's all-time top goal scorer. Um, and he, you know, he was the best goal scorer I ever played with. But, um, you know, yeah, David Gerrard and, and Gascoigne was... Uh, yeah, fantastic players. Gascoigne, of course, Gascoigne, one of the best I've ever seen play personally. Maybe a little bit before my time, but my dad, being Scottish actually, my dad probably isn't Gascoigne's biggest fan for that goal at Euro 96. But yes. well, I'll, I'll let this slide um, in, in a sense of newfound peace and harmony between England and Scotland and between myself and yours. Um, yeah. But it, over the years, of course, it must create, you must have great dedication and passion to the sport to be able to reach the top, the very top of the game that you managed to achieve. Um, what really got you out of bed in the morning to be able to go on those early morning runs? What drives you to become the player you did and reach the height that you you made? Um, it's I got into saying, you know, I, I wanted to be the best I could possibly be at, but at it. And that's what got me out of bed. The fact that, uh, well, no, probably training got me out of bed, that I had to be there. And if, I didn't, <laughs> if I wasn't there, I was going to get fined. Yeah, early um, mornings were <laughs> Kevin yeah. Keegan being your manager, I'm sure you, you didn't want him knocking and knocking you knocking down your door. <laughs> exactly. So I think the getting there wasn't a problem. I, I think it was the staying after that helped me. Um, because when everybody was sort of like getting ready to go home, they finished their day's training, I was I was behind and I was working on things that I needed to work on. I felt I needed to work on to make myself better. I still believe that. Um, I, I left some things on the, on, on the drawing room table. Um, I, I still think I could have been a better player than I was. Um, but I enjoyed my career and I, I gave it a good go. Uh, but yeah, I think it was the dedication to, 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 to being there later than everybody else. And it wasn't, it wasn't a thing where I said, I have, to be, I have to be here longer than everybody else. I just worked on the things that I needed to, to, to work on. I remember when coming into the game um, at QPR, um, I remember one of the coaches saying, something about young young black kids don't head the ball. Young black boys don't head the ball. So we, we'd done this heading practice at the time and I thought, I'm going to prove you wrong. <laughs> so I was out there every day, every day I was like, and, and you know, we're talk, they're talking about concussion in football now and I hope I don't pay the price of that. But um, no, I was out there every day, you know, 20 balls from this side, 20 balls from that side, working on my, my heading until I got to a, a, a place where people now talk about, you know, me as, a, as someone that could head the ball in the Premier League. Uh, um, clearly from the, your goal scoring record the, the, the extra training and the dedication worked because like I say one of the most prolific players in the box I've, I've seen play a really a really good goal scoring record for your club and country um, of course now following your playing days you've transitioned into the role as a director of football at QPR 
Um, very different role, but still managed to be involved in football, which I'm sure you're proud, you're happy to, to, to still be involved in football. Um, what kind of transferable skills have you taken from your playing days now into the boardroom at QPR? Do you think there's any, any connection? Yeah, I think more, more than anything, it was probably, I always like, I'd, I'd like to think people saw me as an honest player. Um, I gave my all. Uh, sometimes I didn't play well, but I like to think I gave my all um, in every game that I went into. And I think that's what I've done. That's what I've transferred into into the boardrooms. To be totally honest, and give my all. Um, I've gone into a new environment where I'm learning new skills, where I'm having to understand new skills. But I am giving it my all. Um, and if I fail, I'll fail because it hasn't quite worked out. It, I won't fail because of a lack of trying to be the best I could possibly be in a different role and in a different industry. Yeah, I, th I think a really good lesson for our viewers there is. If you are up and coming in the sport and or in any, any walk of life, is don't be don't be scared of failure. Would you agree with that? I think that's the you know hundred percent. You know, uh, I I've gone into a new environment. I've gone into something that um I didn't I knew about the football side of it, but the, the financial side of it, the way football clubs run, I had no clue because as a player, you're quite selfish and all you're worried about is making sure that you're prepared to help your teammates on a Saturday. All the rest of the running of the football club, you never get yourself embroiled in. So I was going in and, and having to learn new skills. And, and as I said, at times I may fail, but I will try and try and keep trying again because I, as a player, I failed in front of goal at times. Um, didn't score every single chance I had, but I had to put myself back there in that position again to make sure I tried to score the next one. And if that failed, I tried to score the one after that. And eventually it came up. <laughs> eventually you had yourself a hat-trick. Quite, quite, yeah, exactly. Quite um, <laughs> Now, of course, in your role, QPR, from your playing days and now your, your role as director of football, you know at heart they are a community club down there in London. They're really the charity organisations being involved in different uh, charities and organisation work, uh, charitable work, sorry. Really important to you guys. How important is it to constantly challenge yourselves at the club to lead by example when it comes to charity work, uh, inclusiveness in the workplace and continuing QPR's long history of being a community club? Uh, you know, we've always been a community club. Um, I don't think we try to prove anybody wrong. I don't think we try to do anything better than anybody else. We just do what we do. Uh, and because we do it in a way that we do it, um, the club have got recognition. I don't think we, we you know, Andy Evans and, and his team who run our community uh, project don't say, right, we got to be better than this one, we got to be better than that one. Um, I just think it's part of our, our, our club's heritage in terms of what we do in the community we're based in in, a, in the heart of west london and we try to go out to that community and and share what we've got at a football club and, and try and help in in every way that we can um obviously it was highlighted with the the the, the grenfell disaster that happened a couple of years ago um I mean, you know it was it was prominent for us and you know it's it's struck very close to to some of us, you know, I grew up on the estate, so it was very, very close to me. And, um, you know, as, as a club, there wasn't a person that was involved in that football club that didn't want to do something to help. And and that would be the same for, for virtually all the projects in and around Shepherd's Bush. Um, wherever we can help, we, we try to do it. And we don't do it for any recognitions, for any accolades. We just do it because that's what our club is. Yeah, I think that's a fantastic attitude. No reason to seek the limelight when it's uh, already so richly deserved for all the work you guys do in the community. 
Um, and moving on into 2021, you are an ambassador for us here at Sports Tech Global Conference. The lovely Shireen has brought you on board along with Paul Morris, so you're head of social media at PPR. How excited are you moving into 2021 to, well, to work with me, essentially? Yeah, really, really excited because, you know, I'm often talking to Shireen and, and she's given me updates of, of the great work that you guys are doing. And I'm really looking forward to seeing, you know, the end product of what it's, what it's leading to. Uh, I'm really excited. Um, she's really excited. Paul Morrissey's really excited. And trust me, it takes a lot to get Paul Morrissey excited. Um, <laughs> so he's um, he's really excited. And, and I am as well. You know, um, I keep in touch with, with, with Shireen. We speak on a regular basis or she e emails or texts me just to let me know what's going on. And um, like I said, I'm, I'm really excited to see how this project develops. You know, we're hoping the world's going to be a better place in 2021. It's been a tough, tough time for everybody. And uh, I want to thank all you guys for the work that you guys have put in so far to get us to where we are now. And I'm sincerely hoping that everybody can have a fantastic Christmas as, as best as they can. I know um, some of you will be in tier four. I'm certainly in, in tier four. So um, won't be too much going out and too much um, family coming together. But um, You'll be in my thoughts, all of you. I hope you all have a, a great Christmas. And I really look forward to 21 being a year where this comes to fruition and we're, 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 all, we're all talking about it and having a drink and enjoying the, the fruits of what you guys have done. Yeah, you're excited. I'm excited. We're all excited. And uh, on behalf of the team, thank you for being such a fantastic ambassador and really throwing yourself into this project. And we'll see more from you in 2021. I'd like to personally thank you for your time today, Les. You, you really are an inspiration and a role model for... Uh, many up and down the country, not as only as a football player, but for the, the example you set off the field as well. Um, all going to plan. Here's to making 20, FTGC a success for 2021 and beyond. Look forward to it. Thank you for tuning in to yet another episode of Cafe 21. You can catch the visuals to the Hot Seat Collection on our YouTube or on our IGTV page at STGC 2021. And tickets? for our live conference happening on the 16th of October and now live on Ticketmaster. Check out our website, sportsdeckglobalconference.com for more information. See you there.